Hey, this is Sean Mandoli, and I'm the pastor of Sanctuary LA, and you're listening to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this message encourages and inspires you. Remember to follow us on social media at My Sanctuary LA and enjoy the message. All right, another time when Joshua is about to take um, Jericho, God said, take your, the angel of the Lord or the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, take off your, take off your sandal. Um, for you're standing on holy ground. And so we're not going to look at those stories, but, but we're going to talk about today a story about when God showed up, everything changed, and that environment became holy ground. And this is my encouragement to you as we jump into this, that um, when God shows up, it's all on how we respond to it that matters, Right? It, that's what really matters. And so let's look at this story, and then we will get you on out of here today. So Luke chapter 10, verse 38, here we go. Um, now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. All right, anybody welcome Jesus into your heart? Raise your hand. Anybody welcome Jesus into your life? Anybody welcome Jesus into your kids' lives? They're not saved, but you, you, you saved them. You yeah. Um, anybody wish your kids was saved right now? <laughs> I know. Nico's working on it. He's only four, but I mean, he ain't saved yet. But I mean, just based on his behavior. No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Believing for Nico's salvation. He goes to church. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, my wife is like, stop. That's my boy. No. Um, but that, Martha, welcome Jesus into her house. Man, that's a good start. Somebody say amen. Martha said, Jesus, come on over to my house. If Jesus was walking, who would invite Jesus over your house? Like if he in the flesh, would you invite him over? Anybody would clean your house first before. I mean, like it's not your auntie. It's not your mom. It's not your friend. Jesus, people be like, clean the house, right? Sometimes, I'll be honest with you, sometimes we're doing a little extra special cleaning. You know what I'm saying? We clean our house. But then when the kids see us doing a little extra special, they can say, who is coming over? I was like, girl, be quiet. Ain't nobody, well, actually, somebody is coming over, but it's not the point. It's not the point. Anyways, can anybody relate to that? Now, it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Here's my first point. When we welcome God into our lives, everything changes. When we welcome God into our lives, everything changes. Can I get a witness? Um, so, you know, and, and everything changes for the better. Everything gets better in God. Everything gets better. Victory comes in. Peace comes in. Joy comes in. But how many of you know, even in the midst of all those great and beautiful and wonderful things, deliverance comes in. Come on, talk to me. What else comes in when Jesus steps into your house? Freedom, peace, courage, security. Come on, somebody preach to me, somebody. Anybody else over here? Joy. What else? confidence. It's beautiful, right? But how many of you know when Jesus comes in too, what he also comes with is challenge, right? Can I get a witness? What he also comes with is conviction. Can I get a witness? When he also comes in, he, he, um, truth, right? I like truth sometimes. I'm not, I don't like truth, like emotionally. I don't enjoy it all the time. Can I get a witness? Man, I got one honest person in here. 
Tina, Tina, and somebody else. Tina was like, yes, truth is not easy, right? Okay, but here we go. Verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted. Somebody say distracted with much serving. She was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Have you ever complained to Jesus about somebody else? Yes. yes. Okay. All right. But the honest group over here. <laughs> Have you ever gone like, Jesus, would you please get them out of my life? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anybody get me out of this job? I'm not saying that. I love my job. Just so you know. Right. I mean, she, she's going to the right, she invited the right person in the house, and she's talking to the right person. But something's off here. Some ain't right. Look at your neighbor and say, something ain't right. Some ain't right. I mean, she's doing good. I mean, she's inviting Jesus in, and she's praying. Has anybody invited Jesus into your life? Has anybody talked to Jesus lately? All right, she's doing pretty good, but there's something she's missing here. But, and it says here that Mary, this is our response here, and this is what I want to talk about because I really feel in my heart this season of life in our church and for your life, I really feel this as your pastor, if I am your pastor, that this is a season you got to make sure that you take time to sit before the Lord and listen to his word. I really want to tell you, look, we're going to get, we're getting, we're about to approach September here, right? And you know, I just want to tell you right now that this woman, Mary, knew what to do when Jesus stepped in the room. And that is the first, that is the primary thing. That's all I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to share a couple points, but here, just get this. Take this home with you. Make sure you spend time at the feet of Jesus just listening to his word and whatever that means for you and however that you know that that means for you there is nothing wrong with serving no Jesus said himself I came to serve not to be served but there is something wrong with being distracted with much serving serving if I could use this word I, my wife says I use this word a lot but serving is sacred it is a holy thing it is of God but when you are distracted with much serving it it defiles the sacred it is possible, this is my second point, to do the right thing with the wrong attitude. Can I get a witness? It is possible to do the right thing with the wrong perspective. Serving is a holy thing. It is a powerful thing. And God moves on that. And you find God in serving. And God finds you, in a sense, in serving. But it's possible to do the right thing serving with the wrong attitude. Because she was doing the right thing. It was a good thing, but it wasn't done with the right perspective. And here's Mary doing seemingly the opposite thing. She sat. And this is what the word sat means in the Greek. And if you're taking notes, here you go. It means to settle down, to fix. Here's a good like Bible, Bible phrase, to fix one's abode. All right? So next time somebody has an attitude, and somebody's getting all flustered, say, have you fixed your abode at his feet? <laughs> yeah. Some of y'all are like, I am not going to say that. That's not how I talk, Pastor Shaw. But that's what it means. It means to settle down. Life is going to be busy all the time. That's just the way life is out there. So you have to discipline yourself to sit down and listen to the Lord and to the word. That's what church is all about. 
And all you leaders out there, don't look at me like that because you got to serve sometimes too. But to settle down, to fix one's abode, this is what it means in the Greek. It means to hover. Sometimes like my wife and I just want to chill and our kids are just hovering, especially if you have a plate of food in front of us. And we're like, you already ate. And they think they can come up and snatch a chicken leg off of my plate. <laughs> hovering. Right? You ever experienced people hovering? Maybe you're, you're trying to shop and somebody's a little too close. And you're like, excuse me? Anybody ever get too close to you? You can feel it. You're like, yeah. <laughs> Gabby's been there. Gabby has done that. She's in there looking. Excuse me. Anybody relate to that? But, but, but that's what God wants you to do to him. God wants you to be all up on him like that, hovering. Fix your abode. Look at your neighbor and say, fix your abode. <laughs> fix your abode at the feet of Jesus, okay? All right? To settle down, hover, tarry, continue. What is my point? You need to learn how to chill out before God. I mean, just chill out. I mean, get off Instagram, chill, push it out, push it aside, chill out with God, you and God alone, all right, distracted, she was, she was, um, she was able to sit in here, and, and that word here means to understand, and to perceive, and to learn, you're not going to learn if you never sit, right, you're not going to learn what God's saying, you're not going to learn how God speaks if you're never sitting to listen, just sit and listen, and here's distracted, because she was distracted with much serving. I'm going to give you some definitions here. I want to teach you something here this morning. But she was troubled greatly. That's what distracted means. Isn't that amazing that you could be serving God and talking to God and literally serving God, but be greatly um, troubled at the same time? This is what, this is what distracted means. Overoccupied. Like a Messiah complex. You know, many times people overoccupy themselves with serving because they have too much of their identity attached to what they do. Your security is based on pleasing others. Sooner or later, you're going to find somebody they ain't pleased. It's going to hurt you because you resting on the wrong thing. Mary knew what, knew what to do. Look, people are crazy. I'm going to sit with Jesus, listen to him first. Somebody say amen. Look at your neighbor and tell them people can be crazy sometimes. Look back at them and say, tell them this, be honest now, I can be crazy sometimes. Tell them, I, even I can be crazy sometimes. Right? So the way I deal with my crazy is sit at the feet of Jesus. And the way I deal with your crazy is sit at the feet of Jesus. Jesus is the answer for my crazy and your crazy and our crazy. Somebody say Amen. Looking at me like you never crazy. Come on now. Thank you, George, for your honesty. Like you, like you never just off. Like you never just look back and go, what in the world? Why did I do? What? Lord, forgive me for acting such a way that was displeasing to your majesty. Maybe you don't pray like that. <laughs> that, that my character as a believer, when it's not befitting the dignity of your person, Lord, forgive me. That's a good little prayer there. Kind of more intelligent than I really am. But troubled greatly, overoccupied. Here it is. This is Greek. Too busy. Some of y'all too busy. 
I can preach on this because I know what it's like. I personally, I'll be honest with you, I just don't. Maybe it's my personality. Maybe it's the way God created me. You ever notice that? When there's a weakness you have, you say, you know what? That's just how God made me. I'm just going to keep it real. No. But really, I personally, I don't rest well. I'm not a, it's not easy for me. It isn't. Anybody, can anybody relate to me out there? Yeah. Thank you, Diego. I feel you, bro. Thank you, Chris. Okay. All right. Cool. Is it only dudes or what? Ladies are like, no, I, I can chill just fine. I have no problem. But, but I understand. I'm, I'm just go, go, go. I mean, things can be happening. Things can, I mean, things can be blowing up, and I'm just like navigate around it. Okay, we'll get there. Like, you know, I, sometimes I feel like I could be in like a, in a war zone of sorts, and I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's another day at the office, right? I, I my personality, right? But, but it can be unhealthy even. I just got to help to keep myself in check here and make sure I'm not too busy, that I am not preoccupied, greatly troubled, overoccupied, too busy. And this is another definition of the word distracted in the Greek. It means to be dragged all around. Anybody feel like you've been dragged all around? And you're like, man, give me a break, right? And you, we need church, young people, seasoned people. We don't have old people here. You're seasoned. We have young and seasoned. Somebody say amen. Yeah. So um, I think I would fall into the seasoned category. But we need to make sure we make time because, look, Jesus didn't do this for Mary. Mary did it when he came in the room. Mary did it. This was Mary's choice, okay? So, so we need to make sure we sit and listen, all right? It is possible to do the right thing with the wrong attitude. Here we go, verse 41. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, all right? Anxious. Um, that word in the worried in the Greek means divided into parts. Divided into parts. Distracted and worried. The word troubled means this. He said, you're troubled. Jesus read her mail and says, you're not only distracted, Mary, or sorry, Martha, but you are worried and troubled. Troubled means this. Agitate or disturb in the mind. Confused. Here it is, a noisy, tumultuous crowd. And so here she is inviting Jesus into her world, praying to him, and yet still troubled, agitated, confused, right? Because she, dis she distracted herself with doing, doing, doing. And I really feel, as I said earlier, that in this community, in this season, I, I, I don't... I'm not saying this is a warning, but I, I believe this carries a little weight to it. I'm not going to say it's a warning, but I would say a concern for you to make sure you sit and listen to God and then use that as the basis to go and serve. And even on our teams, I, I'm encouraging our teams and our leaders, leaders to schedule your, your teams and so we can create a rhythm with those that serve here that they can sit. And I get it. I mean, we come from a, from a very, um, our church community was very kind of um, uh, 
just like, let's go, you know, kind of, kind of like special ops, you know. Like you showed up the first, second time you showed up here. It's like, cool, you ready to serve? Here's a badge. And so even last week, this might seem little, but I believe this is important. One of our interns, Jeff, is back because he finally got his transportation. And he was one of, he's one of the best leaders that came from TCMI. That's really blessed our community. He says, man, this is my church now. So he literally drives from, uh, from the IE to come to church here. And so because of his serving with TCMI at, at their main ministry hub here in Southern California, it's called the Castle in Riverside, um, once a m- month he has to, um, he's working with them, right? But he came here last Sunday and says, hey, man, just come and sit next to me. And before I would have been like, stoked you're here, dude. Um, go see Kenny. Um, about security or something like, right? I just, but, but I think, I think we need to learn as uh, me as a pastor, us as a community, you as an individual, that we create a sustainable pace for our lives. If you want to go way back into Genesis, the Bible says on the seventh day, God rested. He did not rest because he was tired. He rested because he was done. God never tires, but he he, in, in, in creation itself, God created a rhythm of rest. All right? And so this is something that I feel is something I want us to really um, make sure we, and maybe some of you say, you know what, Pastor, I got a good rhythm. I know how to chill. I know how to turn the technology off. I know how to get along with God consistently. That is awesome. So let this just be an encouragement to you. But let's make sure that we create a sustainable pace for our lives because if this is an endurance race this isn't we we're not trying this isn't a sprint this is an endurance this is a walk of faith and so in the rhythm of doing make sure you have a time to rest all right here it is if if we aren't hearing his word If we aren't sitting and hearing his word consistently, here you go. By default, you are listening to the wrong thing because you will absorb something. So so what I'm saying is sitting and listening. If we don't do that by default, you're going to end up hearing the wrong thing and listening to the wrong thing. Here's another point here. Don't allow a good thing to get in the way of the main thing. All right, let's not allow a good thing to get in the way of the main thing. All right, here's another example, just practically. My wife and I, in our, uh, the busyness of our lives, even just, here's just a practical tool we use to make sure we have rest, that um, Fridays, normally I'm not in the office, in the church office. Um, there's always something I'm, grabbing or inviting into my day off it's a bad habit I have anybody else have bad habits like that there's just by default I'm like oh yeah let me get that email anybody relate oh let me respond to that because if I do if I don't do it now I'll have to do it tomorrow (laughs) maybe this is my own counseling session this morning but there, even this week, my wife, I told my wife, I said hey we even errands our goal is to not even have to run an errand on Saturday like, let's do it all on Friday. Let's, let's try to carve out space where we don't have an agenda, like a pajama day or something, right? It wasn't a pajama day because we did go out and hang out. But, but we even, even just errands. Because I'm the type like, oh, errands, let's run errands. That's relaxing. Target, you know, it's like the house of God, man. I just feel the peace of God in that place. 
Anybody just chill out at Target sometimes? Yeah. Just like, man, it's cool. You know, it's spacious. It's not too busy at times, you know. Anybody feel the peace of God at Target? Yeah. See? <laughs> Other stores like it, maybe not so much, but we're not going to talk about those. But, uh, but don't allow a good thing. This was a good thing. She wasn't sinning. She was distracted. That was her sin. That's what she needed to repent of, right? And when, when we take something sacred and we bring an issue into it, we start to defile the thing that God intended to be a good thing. We start to defile that thing. It is possible to serve in church and have a badge on and just be stanky as all get out. You completed growth track. You got the badge. But you're complaining about so-and-so that worships too passionately. Oh, Jesus. All right, we're almost done. I'm seriously almost done. You guys all right with this? So here it is, verse 42. But one thing is needed. That's what Jesus said to her. Look at this. But one thing is needed. It's one thing. In my marriage, what's the one thing that's needed? Personal time between me and my wife when the kids aren't there. We have a sign-up sheet in the lobby to babysit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we actually do have a proverbial sign-up sheet. We're like, who's on deck? Who, who, let's, let's look at the list, babe. Let's see who's. But really, that's the main thing. Any marriage. I'm telling you right now, what's the main thing? It's not getting the car wash, not getting the groceries, not, um, not even, not um, necessarily serving in church together. That's great. That's part, you know what I mean? But what's the number one important thing is me and my wife sitting across the table from each other eating some good food. That is the most important thing. Other than, another, yes, and marital intimacy. Somebody say amen. But that is the most important thing. Not, not getting our kids educated, that's all good. Not even doing ministry. The most important thing for my wife and I is making time for her and I to sit together privately. That is a sustainable marriage. The most important thing for your relationship with God. But one thing is needed and Mary has chosen, not God made her, not God made it all work. No, Mary has chosen that good part. It's your choice. That's the most important. Date nights are a choice, and they take planning, and you have to call people and say, would you come and hang out with Dominico and Gia? It, you know, somebody say amen. <laughs> we are extremely blessed to have people that watch our children. And sometimes our date nights aren't super fancy, although we went to a super fancy um, steakhouse earlier this year, and we're like, dang, and we got dressed up. We're like, we should do this more. Other times, we'll just rock the sweatpants and go to the movies. Don't matter. It's not about the, 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 the uh, peripheral things. It's about that she's with me, and I'm with her, and we're together, and we're going to have some fun. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Whatever that is. Sometimes date night is put the kids to bed and we just chill and watch a movie my wife likes. <laughs> Somebody say one thing. Your relationship with God, one thing. Doesn't need to take 15 hours. Pastor Sean, I prayed for 15 hours yesterday. God is going to show up. If do it, if that's what, you know, don't not do that. But 
Sometimes, I'll be honest with you, sometimes it takes you choosing a moment to sit and listen. And I'm here to tell you, it could take five minutes. It's, a mo- it's, it, it's sit and listen. Amen? Are you guys getting something out of this? I want you to go into this next season, into this fall season, kids back in school and everything kind of back in the throes of everything so after summer's over. And I want you to, to take this with you. Sit and listen. Amen. And here's practical. Daily, find a moment to sit and listen to God. Where is your moment where it's you and God? Where is your moment where nobody else is up in there? And it's just you and God. Where is that moment where you sit, where Mary was like, look, I'm going to sit and listen. Here it is. But one thing is needed. Here it is. One thing is needed. This is what it means in the Greek. I'm almost done. This is my last scripture. Worship team, you can come up. That which is absolutely necessary for life. I'm going to say it again. Needed in the Greek means that which is absolutely necessary for your life. Needed in the Greek means that which is absolutely necessary for life. The most important moments I have with my kids is when I'm sitting with them, just talking to them. They were about to go to bed, and they were finishing their cheerios. And I just went in there, and I just sat down and talked to them. And they were just asking me the weirdest questions about all kind of stuff. And then my wife was in the other room, and she came out, oh, are they having um, is daddy question time? Yep, that right there, is the, that's what they need. That's what they need. Yes, they need me to, you know, they need me to do a lot of things, right? But I'm saying right now for their emotional well-being and their future to know that daddy came and sat with them and talked to them and had a moment with them right there. I live for that right there. Their future is going to be bright. I believe, bottom of my heart, that is attached to those moments right there. All right? But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. All right, we're about to close here. Here's my last point. Sitting and listening to his voice will guard you from the noise. There's a lot of noise out there, all right? Sitting and listening to his voice will guard you from the noise because when Jesus said you're troubled, that's what that word means. It means noise. And so here's one per Jesus, holy ground. This is what this is about. When God comes in your life, your heart and soul, your life becomes holy ground. And our, our, the only proper response to when God makes your life and heart holy ground is to simply sit, settle, fix your abode at his feet and listen to him. Mary understood this is holy ground so I'm gonna sit and listen and Martha missed it the same God in the same house doing the same thing and she was troubled and agitated and distracted and worried and hearing the noise there was one other person another person in the same house the same God doing the same thing that God was doing the same had the same power and she was not hearing all that noise. Why? She was sitting at his feet to listen to his word. Once again, when we welcome God into our lives, everything changes. It's possible to do the right thing with the wrong attitude. Don't allow a good thing to get in the way of the main thing. 
and sitting, here it is, sitting and listening to his voice will guard you from the noise. This is not a message. And I know I got some, we got some, um, some uh, driven people in our community. People that are about something. People that are pushing. People that are, that are, that are progressing in life. And so I want to say this to you because this is what will sustain you long term. This is the sustaining mechanism of your spiritual journey is sitting and listening. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you for listening to the message. If you've been encouraged and inspired, give us a great review and share it with a friend today. Also, if you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our powerful weekend gatherings. For more info and directions, follow us at My Sanctuary LA. Be blessed.